0: Sometimes you've got all the time to pray. And when you have, you should use that wisely and use it for other people too, for all the other parents who can't pray. Say a prayer for the the couple at church that you see each week fighting with the kids and trying to get it together. Say a prayer. It, It doesn't cost you anything to do that.
1: Welcome to another episode of This Catholic Life, conversations about life's ups and downs, big and small, how we deal with every situation imaginable, whatever life throws at us, but still manage to be sensible, practical and joyful. Today's show is Prayer at Home. It's a response, To some of our listeners who wrote in after our episode on types of prayer and said, "Well, well, that's all very well and good, but what if I'm stuck at home with a young family who keep bothering me and won't leave me alone? And some others wrote and said, what about our busy lifestyles and how they interfere with prayer? How can we go about prayer in a modern home where there's distractions abound? And for today's episode, I've invited my beloved wife, Susan Holmes, to join me. Hello, Susan.
0: Hello, Peter.
1: <laughs> she's promised to not reveal any embarrassing secrets about my uh, failures in in many respects.
0: It goes both ways. <laughs> it goes
1: both ways. Okay. I'm your host, Peter Holmes. Susan Holmes is my wife, and she's joined me because together we have battled this very question: How do you actually have an active prayer life? in your home when it's a busy place. We have eight children. That means there's quite a bit to do and there's quite a few distractions. And one of the things we want to put up front, I think, is that we have not cracked the code of this one. We don't know the answer, but all we can do is share a little bit of the struggles we've had and some of the advice, the good advice we've had from other people and the good examples we've had.
0: That's right. I think over time you get a smidge of wisdom with it and we've learnt things like, The prayer life you had prior to becoming a parent is not the one you can continue with once you're a parent. It's kind of like that thing of having gifts that they can be interchangeable and they move and the gift you have one day is not necessarily the one you have the next year. And your prayer life is a bit like that. It moves with the... Vocation. Yeah, yeah. And that vocation stretches. Parenthood is not the same on day one as it is on day 6504 because things have changed. And it's a very abrupt change to go from not parent to a parent.
1: (laughs) Or even, I mean, one of the things we've noticed about friends is they're often quite distressed when they had a rich and deeply devotional prayer life before they were married or before they had children, and suddenly they're bombarded with children. It's very difficult to kneel in solemn prayer in mass when you're being tugged three ways um, by various children. It's very difficult to find time to pray. Even, I have to confess, even when we did find time, because we did actually give each other time at different stages, but as soon as you got time as a parent, I went to sleep. <laughs> because sleep I was, is prayer. <laughs> I was so exhausted. But it reminds me of the story, I think I've told this before on the podcast, of the desert father who was out in the wilderness. Everyone went out to seek his wisdom. And they caught uh, one of the brothers in a monastery sleeping uh, during Mass Uh, And they dragged him out uh, to one of these desert fathers and said, Father, what would you say, um, what would you do if your brother fell asleep beside you in mass? He said, I'd put his head in my lap and sing softly because clearly what he needed most at that moment from God was much-needed rest. And often I felt that going to sleep in God's presence is not actually a bad thing.
0: No, and you can certainly say the rosary till you fall asleep. It's the very nature of the repetition can lead you to sleep, and especially your children, which is the ideal What a
1: glorious, (laughs) glorious way to go to sleep, talking to to your father. Yeah. In some respects, some people might get distressed that they haven't finished the prayer. But again, Mm -hmm. no parent has ever been distressed by their child falling asleep in their arms.
0: And if God knows the intention of your heart, which he says he does, then there's, there's no foul in having not completed a prayer because you rested instead because you're still in your vacation. So you've, you've ticked all the boxes. You've done the right thing. And even though it wasn't on your face in front of the tabernacle doing the beautiful prayers you might have said in your single days, it's no less because you're still embracing your vacation and you're simply squeezing in the, the prayer you can at the time, which sometimes is only one word. Sometimes it's not even that, it's that groanings of your heart. It's It can be really unexpected, it can be unexplained what you need to pray, but you just kind of learn to go with it, I think, and you, the formality of prayer, the, the formulas of prayer, which also have their place because they often pop into your head when you least expect it or you have no other words, but a Hail Mary can be said so automatically
1: or in our father or
0: yeah there's so many prayers that i think cradle catholics forget how many things they know pete and i had two kids when we joined the catholic church and i remember lying on beds with a two and three year old trying to learn the hail mary and get it all right because (laughs) it it was a prayer i hadn't said before but i knew i had to learn it because it was a basic for them they had to know it but it took a long time as an adult to to learn those basic prayers. So you have them all now, in your
1: arsenal, dear. That's Catholic.
0: right. Yeah. If you're a cradle Catholic, there's no excuse. We've <laughs> <You've> got stuff.
1: <laughs> We've got to say that the difficulty is often that some child comes knocking. Just before we started recording, we had one of our children banging on the door and uh getting hustled back into the other room by the older children, all quietly tapping on the door, asking, Can we have the screens, mummy? <laughs> all those things, or you know, they barely give you any privacy so some of the techniques let's talk about some of the techniques we've used just to get some prayer happening to remember the basic levels of prayer
0: i think the one that stands out initially is well, it's not really in the home but part of the rhythm of the home was going to school and saying prayers in the car so we would start with an our father we would have a litany of saints of all the family saints and we would always finish with an angel of god prayer now they were pretty they're small prayers, but it was a manageable litany in the car every day when and we the kids started love doing that
1: ritual. They That's love. Right. They I love mean, that the was
0: eighteen ritual. years ago when we started for our eldest going to school, and it carries through to now. And our youngest now, who has special needs, he doesn't speak, but he claps his hands in the back of the car immediately. And if we've gone around a corner, he's really agitated that we haven't started praying yet, because that to him is part of the trip that we, we say that prayer automatically now.
1: And the physical rituals, the, the sign of the cross, the little things that happen with prayer are really significant. The kids might fight you all the way on it, but they actually mean something to them and they remember them. And, and it, it is significant because, as uh, Susie says, our youngest will still get involved. He's nonverbal, but he can still get involved in the making of the sign of the cross and all the different parts of the, of the prayers now we've also gone to extreme lengths of to remind ourselves to pray every one of our God children's name at one stage was written in um with a whiteboard marker on our bathroom mirror so that we would remember every morning to remember each one of them in prayer uh, even briefly every morning um otherwise we'd just because uh the day goes past and you suddenly realize gosh i haven't prayed again my wife she sticks these little prayer cards up everywhere so the morning offering is stuck right there in your face as you get up in the morning um, there's a tiny little prayer of, of help asking god for help in parenting as you sit on the loo there's a, there's a kind of, which is usually when you need it because there's a kid banging on the door there's a little tiny prayer card and little prayer routines which get constant little touch touch base with god each part of the day one of the things though is that getting the kids involved in prayer almost keeps us accountable because if we pray at meals every day, they keep reminding us to pray at meals. If we have a routine where we pray at seven each night, prayers are on at that time of night and the little kids are the ones that hold you accountable. That's time for prayers, especially if they know something else is coming afterwards.
0: But They they get agitated if their routine isn't kept. So putting prayer into a routine, however manageable or not it is, it's worth a shot. It's worth always trying to. Like we've struggled to do a full rosary every night, but we have managed a litany of Saint Mary, or we've managed a, a thank decade. you prayer. Or yeah, a decade. As parents, you know, there's there's no perfect night where all the planets align and it's all wonderful and that goes on for weeks on end. It just it doesn't. So you do have to be flexible and adaptable, but it, it's not less because you couldn't. It's your heartfelt internal prayer is still heard it's
1: and also the kids the kids are learning that there are i mean we go through a cycle through a variety of different prayers as susie said we use a litany various litanies litany of um we lose litany of the sacred heart litany of saint joseph
0: humility the litany
1: of humility (laughs) is a funny one we must tell a very short story about that (laughs) we were reading the litany of humility and our our teenage son said what it's only one page (laughs) <laughs> apparently apparently the, the litany of humility wasn't good enough for him. <laughs> I'm worth more up, than this litany of done. humility. <laughs> I need more. The different litanies are, we alternate because then the kids know them and they might not have the tolerance and certainly getting eight kids in the one room and getting them all to sit still for any length of time is very difficult. It gets harder actually, by the way, when you have teenagers. So a short but meaningful and good prayer that's shared by the family is, in fact, a win every single, you know, any time you manage it, it's a win. Don't forget also that you, the whole burden of prayer is not always yours to bear. You were saying about gathering other people around you.
0: Yeah, I heard of a mum once who was grieving the loss of a child, which, you know, no mother should have to do. But She had the wisdom, and that struck me at the time. It was such a wise thing to do. She gathered six friends, and she asked them to meet with her every week and pray with her. Now, I'm sure some weeks she had no words, but she was wise enough to put people in place to pray alongside her and for her. Mm. And, yeah, that spoke to me a lot because you always learn more from older mums and more experienced mums. And that was something that I just thought, of all the things to think of in your grief, that was huge that you would think to to have people surround you with prayer physically every day, mm. not just, you know, can you pray for me, please, and that, make it a, a vague request. This was a very specific pointed request. That yeah, yeah, I, I saw it as a very wise thing to do. Sometimes you can't just gather, but other times you can. I, I had another friend who was generous with her home and would let all of us come to her home weekly for a rosary and let the children trash her house every week she was remarkable in her generosity but it meant a lot to the younger mums there who otherwise were housebound you know how it is you you get stuck at home and you can't leave you're terrified of what your kids will do and just the the generosity of this one woman to let us all in and to
1: welcome you in
0: yeah welcome us in not blink at anything that happened. The rosary was the noisiest prayer I've ever heard <laughs> because there were kids screaming. Somebody else wanted to turn to say a decade. Someone fell over on their face outside. Someone looked <laughs> sideways at them. Yeah, you know, It was noisy and it was in good company and it made it possible to pray. And even though you missed four decades... It had still been prayed in your presence, and it's like going to mass. You you tear your hair out trying to get there. You get there, the kid throws up on your shoe before you've even walked in the door. <laughs> they trip over the pew and smack their face and scream about that. There, you know, it's chaos. I have spent so chaos. many
1: masses standing at the back of the church holding a child who's I managed to somehow get away before they started screaming. Yeah, it's just
0: body wrangling. Watching
1: (laughs) watching the mass through the tiny window in the door.
0: (laughs) And you get home and wonder why you're bothered because you didn't hear a word.
1: (laughs) But the thing is (laughs) is that mortified (laughs) there's a little bit of pride in that. We're acting Mm -hmm. when we say that, there's a little bit of pride in it. It, Sure, we want that deep communion. We want that sensation of communion. But communion and our reception of, of Christ was never dependent on our devotion. It's good that we are devoted and we're good That we're disposed to the sacrament. But if we're there and we've brought our family to the Lord, the Lord knows our intention and our heart and he knows how frustrated we are, and yet we are there. And
0: And it's really important, I think, to encourage other families at mass. Yes. Just for getting there.
1: And the (laughs) worse the kids are
0: shocking week.
1: (laughs) The worse the kids are in mass, the more you should thank them because that's what they've had to being courageous enough to still come before God and say, we're going to do this. We know we're getting dirty looks from, you know, three people over there. We're going to actually be here, even so, and bring our children to God's presence. And as Jesus says, let the little children come. In many respects, the children remember the bits that you led them in, in the the small things. Our children still genuflect. They still, you know, kneel at at the appropriate times, even though there's, you know, Years and years, and we were commenting the other day, nothing our children have learned has come easily. Mm. Everything is hard work.
0: And but, repetition.
1: And repetition, repetition, repetition. And it's honestly the patience of God is really necessary as a parent. You, you are literally loving them like God loves his children, which is you think of how God's children play up. Well, we've got to love like that and <laughs> we've <laughs> got to be patient. And they, they will tell you, like we tell God, you know get lost we don't you don't love us and you did give us better things if you loved us and all those things and you're still trying to bring them back to the understanding of God's unconditional love which wants his children to flourish but in in many respects your prayer is your family life your prayer is the way that you treat uh, your children one thing i want to bring it back to though what about prayer between spouses because we have to confess this is the area that we're not so flash on.
0: Yeah, it's been hard. Yeah.
1: Because by the time we actually get a moment, um, we've been very fortunate in that we, up until they got to teenage years, we had them in bed reasonably early and they stayed there because we had a, a regime of locking the door and sitting sitting in front of the door. But basically we got some time in the evenings, but even then we were so exhausted that we on a, we couldn't string together a sentence. We couldn't pray in that respect. And many times we had to ask others to pray for us.
0: And I think that's part of the ebb and flow of life, that sometimes you've got all the time to pray. And when you have, you should use that wisely and use it for other people too, for all the other parents who can't pray. Say a prayer for the the couple at church that you see each week fighting with the kids and trying to get it together. Say a prayer. It, It doesn't cost you anything to do that, but you have the time and that's a valuable commodity when you don't have it so to use it for other people it will never go to waste because there's always another couple struggling with parenting and praying and just desperate to pray but can't
1: and also looking outside of your house we I mean we had the experience of our youngest go through some life-threatening situations and we found it very difficult to pray during that period or I definitely did But many families have shared with me that their family prayers became much more lively and meaningful when they were praying specifically for someone they knew, uh, for our young Albert, and that they joined in this, this earnest prayer for someone's life. Now, we have found that too, that each night when we sit down to pray, we encourage the children to think of people in their sphere who need prayer and focusing outside of our home uh, not only focuses us because we we feel a genuine desire for goodness for them, for the other people, but also it helps us to focus our prayer as an intercession for others. I wanted to talk more about the sort of the basic techniques and basic prayers. There's a lot of little parent prayers, little short ones. Be Be reasonable with yourself. You used to be able to pray a full rosary just easily every day, maybe as a single person. Don't expect your single life to be exactly the same as your married life or parental life. It doesn't work that way. You've got less time. Be reasonable. Do what's possible. Bring other people involved in your prayer, even if you can do it remotely.
0: Things like the rosary, though, it can be broken up. I, I know other families who, who travel with their rosary. So it's a decade on the way there and a decade on the way back and a decade a bit later. And it all builds together and ties together. But it's it's doable because the kids can manage that they're distracted maybe looking out the window personally myself I find prayer much easier looking out the window seeing some of God's creation at the same time helps me really thank him mm. I mean it's not the same as kneeling in front of the tabernacle but his creation is a very tangible godly thing yes and it it helps me pray so hanging out the washing and seeing clouds seeing a blue sky seeing autumn leaves that's all God in my face that's it's easy to talk to him at that point, and mm. that's, that's never a formal prayer for me. That's, yeah. that's just chatting with God
1: yeah, and saying so like, thanks. Prayer is communication with God, and sometimes help is a good prayer.
0: <laughs> it's a very thorough prayer.
1: Kyrie yeah. eleison <laughs> <laughs> is the fancy version, but help is also a prayer. Help, asking God for help is a, is a very legitimate prayer. Now, we talked about routines. We talked about grace, but one routine I'd like to throw out there as a possibility is a blessing, a parent, parental blessing. Pope Benedict XVI speaks in his own uh, remembering of his Catholic upbringing, his Catholic life. One of the things which impressed itself so firmly on his mind was that his parents never let him leave the home, even for a short journey, without giving their blessing of some kind. Now, we we haven't gone to that extreme, but each evening we bless the children, uh, with the sign of the cross, and simple, a very simple blessing. Uh, we're not claiming to be priests. Like in the sense of being an ordained priest, but there is a priestly role that we all play for each other, and in the home, which is the domestic church, it's quite good to make it clear that your intercession for your children and your blessing on them is very much a part of the way you, you parent, and that you you call invoke God's blessing on them, and that's that's the relationship that they're not just your child; they're a child of God, and that they are held in trust by the parents. The blessing is. Been a big thing, I think. Yeah. Not always ha- happily received, especially by teenagers. But it's certainly the younger children um, look for that affirmation and and look for the physical part of it too—the cross on the on the forehead, mm. the area of our weakest thing, the couple prayer. Again, do what you can. Um, the hardest times forced us to pray together, and in some respects, that was a real blessing. When we were finding each other hard work, prayer was one of the ways which brought us back together um, because we we realised we were both intending and looking for the same kind of unity, even if we were really bad at it at the time.
0: And sometimes when we haven't had words to pray with each other, using something like the Office of the Hours. Yeah, or the, the Liturgy lit- 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 of the Hours. Yeah, Liturgy of the Hours, um, using that as the the form of prayer to share together that day can be helpful. It gives you words when you don't have them hmm. or you don't want to speak with each other because you're just.
1: And you're also sharing those words with the whole world. That's worth mentioning, mm. actually. If yeah. you if you look at Universalis.com or you can download the app on any uh, smartphone, they have a prayer which is taken from the Psalms, three Psalms, three times a day, which we're all encouraged as Christians to join in. We're praying Christ's prayer, those Psalms which cry out to God for help. Um, praise God for good things thankful to God for what he's given us and all those sorts of things and they give us words that we don't always have ourselves
0: and sometimes if you haven't been able to like if you've been a daily mass goer as a parent that can be a real real struggle to regain I took kids to mass very early on and one of them was so excited when I got up the front to take the Eucharist that she flapped her hands to wave to the priest but Touched the end of the pattern instead, and confettied the hosts all over the floor. Oh dear! <laughs> it was absolutely mortifying. If if a dear lady at the end of church hadn't said it was great to see you here today, I, I don't think I ever would have gone back. I was just so shattered by it. But it takes little moments of getting back to church, and sometimes you can do it, sometimes you can't. But knowing that other people are praying and spiritual communion can happen at home, reading of the um, Liturgy of the Hours, that that's, can be done at home too.
1: And little short readings of scripture are also in the Liturgy of the Hours, and that's a helpful thing too. Often the Bible's a big book, which we, we don't quite know how to introduce our children to, but the little readings in the Liturgy are very handy. Even if you pick bits out of the Liturgy, by the way, if you, can't, you think we're just not going to get through this whole thing, Let's just read the reading and pray the brief prayers at the end or something. Do what you can, and you can build up uh, habits, habits um, which help you uh, to keep communicating with God. In the interest of uh, speaking to young families, let's keep this one short, shall we? Yes. Um, <laughs> so that's it for this week's podcast. If today's discussion got you thinking or arguing or yelling or your kids yelling at the podcast device, let us know. If you have other ideas about how to pray with a young family, please feel free to feed them back to us. We're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or Discord. You can find all the links and, and the show notes on our website. That is thiscatholiclife.com.au. Write us a review on iTunes if you're on iTunes. This is an Australian Catholic podcast, and we think that's a good idea. We'll be back next week. That's all for now. Thank you for listening to This Catholic Life.